It's Simmer's Morning Skate, a podcast for the hockey news. I'm Rob Simpson, a.k.a. Simmer. Brian Burke, or Berkey, is an icon in the hockey world as a team and league executive and now as a commentator panelist on Sportsnet TV in Canada. Besides being a player agent for a spell and helping Pat Quinn with the Canucks early in his career, he became the general manager of the Hartford Whalers for a season before going to work for the NHL in 1993. He then became GM and or a higher-up in order of the Vancouver Canucks, Anaheim Ducks, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Calgary Flames. A native of Rhode Island, he played hockey for coach Lou Lamorello at his hometown Providence College. Never afraid to speak his mind, we actually recorded this at a morning skate in Toronto on February 29th. All right, Berkey. First of all, what the hell are you doing on TV in Toronto and I'm not? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm uh, down here to say hi to a few guys on the Canucks and the Leafs and get ready for tonight's game, but I won't be here tonight. I'll be in studio all night. Yeah. In a perfect scenario, I'd be doing something along the lines, your, your job only different, and you'd be running a hockey team somewhere. Do we see that scenario happening again? Well, I hope it happens for you, but it's not for me. I'm, I'm done running teams. Yeah, I like what I'm doing. That's it? Yep. What's, uh, what's been the most difficult adjustment, if there has been a difficult adjustment? There hasn't been. Well, there has been one, sleep. Like I work I, all my life. I've been early to bed, early to rise, and uh, you know, get up at 5, go to bed at 11. And, um, and so to me, it's been working late nights and sleeping past even 7 o'clock is very foreign to me. So sleep deprivation has been the biggest adjustment. We were just kind of chatting before this a little bit about the recent fight in the American Hockey League. A guy gets hurt, um, took his helmet off. Uh, we think the same way going back generations. And there are, of course, the complaints about fighting. They always arise uh, just when you hear that again. Well, I, I, I think fighting has always been allowed in our league. It's, it's penalized, but it's been permitted to be part of the game. It's kept players, allows players to keep other players accountable. I think it's an important part of the fabric of our game. Uh, it's been systematically reduced, uh, and I, I think that's a good thing. I don't want to go back to when I played and we had six or seven fights in a game in the American League, but uh, I don't want to see it eradicated either. And so the people that make these, every time someone gets hurt in a fight, you get the usual hue and cry, and I'm like, you know what? People die in auto racing accidents, and no one says let's get rid of auto racing. So this is we have a full contact sport where fighting is permitted. If you don't like it, watch something else. There's for me. There's the MMA comparison too, where you got bare knuckles and you can kick people in the head. Yeah, and that's you know, and, and they've they've had some serious injuries too. People choose to play these sports. Like I played hockey because it allowed me to, to to play violently, to play a contact sport. I played high school football. I played club rugby. These are all games that where you where contact is an integral part of it, and I cherish that. So. People who don't like contact sports, do something else. Be a swimmer. You, know, you might get a cold, but you won't get a concussion. <laughs> Two guys that didn't fight, uh, the Sedin boys, um, of course you win a cup in Anaheim, but in terms of decisions or maneuvers, uh, ultimately, where does the Sedin boys getting those 2-3 in the draft r rank for you? Well, I think most people would say that was the best sequence of moves that I ever pulled off in my entire career. Um, I think the biggest single deal I made, because I was really green and new at it, was in 93 when I moved up and drafted Chris Pronger second overall. Uh, that was the first time I moved up at the draft. So I think it was my single biggest one, but everyone will remember the Twins because there's two players involved. And 
the maneuvering that went into that was really uh, really special. And it was done on the floor. Like we didn't have the deal that morning when we went to the draft. We did it on the floor. So it worked out pretty well for the Canucks. And uh, I was gone by the time they had their most productive years, but that's okay. That's how it works. Yeah. How did it feel uh, being at their uh, retirement, night jersey retirement the other night? Well, it was wonderful. First off, the Canucks did a great job with the whole thing. The entire ceremony and the whole week was planned out, choreographed beautifully. And then uh, you never know what kind of reception you're going to get from the fans. But um, I, I think people were happy when I was there. The team got better every year. The year I got let go, we had 100 points, I think. And um, I got a real nice reception from the crowd, what was nice. And uh, it was just a fun a fun few days. I was there for three days. It was outstanding. You were, you were a 50-year-old man when you, I think you were working in Vancouver. Do you remember what you did for your 50th birthday? No. <laughs> Do you remember what you did for your 55th or 60th? No. I don't either, but then again, I'm not quite there yet. My, kid, I, my kids wanted to throw a 60th, but we did a, a it was, we did my 30th anniversary running teams. I, I, I paid for a party that they invited everyone to put on here in Toronto. And um, it was like a 50th birthday party. It was a 30th year of service for teams of the league in the NHL. That's as close as I come to being celebrating age things. Yeah. Do you find yourself evaluating the uh, player safety or the player ops department when certain calls are, are made? And of course, your son's involved in that, so uh, that makes it a little bit of a weird dynamic. But there's been controversial. Well, I guess there's always been controversial decisions. Yeah, it, it's. It's impossible to satisfy everyone in player safety. We didn't even call it player safety when I was there. We just called it supplementary discipline. And from you know, my, from my perspective, I go plus or minus one game. I don't say a word. So if they give them four, and I thought it should have been five, I don't say a word. If they give them three, and I thought it should have been four, I don't say a word. Um, but I've disputed some of their decisions that didn't fall within that rule. The fact that my son works there isn't going to save me from say what I think is right. So, uh, for example, the Evander Kane suspension for shoving a linesman, I thought that was ridiculous. Do you, but you're generally thinking it should be less in most cases? No, no, I think they got it right. George played for me too. You know, I had George Peros as a player, and Pronger, Chris Pronger was involved with player safety. Patrick's involved with player safety. These are all guys I trust their judgment, and they generally get it right. They, you generally, you watch them on TV, you see it, watch it in slow motion, you're like, well, he's going to get four or five for that. And they generally do. And so I agree with most of their decisions. But I also, like I say, include the plus or minus one rule. Yeah. Got, I, I used to hate when someone would say, that should have been a four-game suspension instead of three. I'm like, you weren't in the hearing. You didn't see all the video we saw. You didn't listen to the player. Like, what do you mean? So that's why I won't do it. Right. Uh, you brought up the whale, right, uh, in Hartford. What, what, what are the things that first pop into your head when you think of Hartford? Well, I was only there a year. Um, that was the toughest team I ever had. I, I became known for tough teams, but that was the toughest team I ever managed. And uh, I loved living there. I just the owner and I didn't see eye to eye, and it didn't work out very long term. But I left Pronger there. It was a, a pretty uh, special pick to move up and draft him. Um, that was it was it was a fun year. It was a beautiful place to live. You lived five miles west of of uh, Hartford. It's beautiful country. Simsbury, where I lived, I loved living there. My kids were in a great school, so it was fantastic. But it just didn't work out with the owner. Brass bonanza, thumbs up or thumbs down? Well, I got rid of it. The players came to me and asked me to get rid of it. They said, it's super. We have like a college fight song, and they asked me to get rid of it. So I did. 
and I got crucified for it. Like people love that song. People, I didn't care about. It. They brought it back as soon as they got rid of me. But um, no, I, I players came to me, and my captain was Pat Verbeek. And they said, we have this, it's like a college fight song. It's stupid. We want to get rid of it. I said, well, I if you want to get rid of it, then I'll get rid of it. So I get rid of it. People loved it. People people were sour at me. Fat Pat Verbeek and my ex-wife had the same nickname. Little ball of hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. Pat Verbeek was a great captain for me. Yeah. Um, I always find it amazing. Uh, I talked to Lou Lamarillo not long ago, just casually, about the whole Providence College connection and then the whole Ron Wilson and Bob Nicholson. And you guys were all there at the same time, which to me is just like, I mean, we know it's a small hockey world, but that that's cuckoo. Well, that was, uh, Bobby only played one year there. He played 374. We were freshmen together with Ronnie Wilson. And then you had, uh, after, you know, Lou Lemerell was the coach. Then after us, John Ferguson Jr. played at Providence. And he went on to become a GM. And it's been quite a, for a small Catholic, you know, Dominican school in, in Providence, it's, it's actually produced a fair number of front office people and coaches and players. So, and with Nate Lehman there, they produce more players than ever. I think there's five or six now playing in the league. And I don't think that's going to stop. Do you, have an in, do you have a relationship with Lou? And did, what was his influence? Well, um, I played four years for him. I was a walk-on freshman, and then I won half scholarship my second year and then full the last two, captain my last year, graduated with the record for games played, never missed a game due to illness or injury in four years. And um, so I owe Lou a lot, and I really admire Lou. He, he turned me from a green kid into a man, and they're the most important four years of my life, and I had a great mentor and teacher during those four years. Yeah. But nowadays you don't communicate, yeah, well, or you... oh yeah, get along fine. It's, I get along as well as anyone gets along with Lou. Yeah, yeah. Which means that he's always pleasant. He always asks after my family. Yeah. But if I ask him anything about his team, he's yeah, he's gonna it's a sphinx. <laughs> he's actually more talkative than most people, most people think he is. Yeah, he's he's got a he's got a private side. He's a he's a guy you might not want to go fishing with him, but you could you could stand around and golf with him. He's a good guy. Yeah. You still doing the annual fishing trip? Yeah. Yeah. And the last week in July, BC. Yeah, northern BC, the Haida Gwaii, it's called. Uh, how is Ron Wilson doing anyway? Because I understand he had he had health problems. Yeah, I haven't talked to him much. Uh, he had a stroke a while back. I understand he's doing better. Um, he spoke. Uh, he went to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame when he was inducted, I think, uh, last fall, a year ago, and uh, people said he looked looked good and spoke well and good spirits. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. We, we, we drifted apart a little bit, but uh, I think he's doing well. I hope he is. All right, Berkey, are you in the prognostication business now, or are you still try to stay away that, uh, even though you're on TV, to stay away from making predictions? If yeah, well, there's no point in making them. Yeah. I mean, it's I, impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. And you know, Stephen Stamkos got hurt last night, right? We don't know how bad it is. So what am I going to say about Tampa? So no, I, I avoid that. What about just a team makeup? Is there a team that you're really kind of digging the makeup of a team? Like, hey, these guys, if they put it together. Well, I think Boston has been the gold standard for the last 10 years, and now they put the team together and manage the cap with star players. I think they've done a great job, and I think Donnie Sweeney never gets mentioned as a, as a top GM, and he should. But uh, I'm not sure. The best the best team for me in the East is Tampa Bay, if they're healthy. A healthy lineup versus Boston's healthy lineup, that's the best team in the league. Uh, Boston's out playing probably better than they are right now, and I, I hate ever picking against Boston anyway. But them and Washington are the three elite teams in the East for me. They have the best chance. Those three in the West, it's St. Louis and Dallas for me, and now Vegas probably with the moves they made. 
See, that's just your New Englander coming out. It's a deep part of your core. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we don't have a producer this, but if we did have one, he'd be telling us to wrap it up and our time is up. It's just like in TV. Berkey, always a pleasure, of course, and I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Yep, thank you. Although I'd be the perfect sidekick, I didn't bring up the concept of Berkey hosting some new version of Coach's Corner next year in lieu of the departure of Don Cherry earlier this season. But there's no doubt his role will expand on the network as his career moves forward. He'll chat about almost anything, admit to his mistakes, and he praise and criticism where it's deserved. Thank you, Berkey. Always a pleasure. Check out all of the Hockey News podcasts and subscribe to the print and or digital editions of the Bible of Hockey at thehockeynews.com. Until next time, this has been Simmer's Morning Skate. Enjoy the hockey action. Mm -hmm.